the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. to Big Ben Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith. And our next guest is travel and lifestyle writer Deborah Stone, and she's joining us to talk about her experience cruising the untamed Sea of Cortez in Baja, California, in Mexico. And uh, Deborah is a member of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association, and you can go to their website, ifwtwa.org. Debbie, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, and thank you so much for having me, Nancy and Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You know, it's exciting because, you know, I'm reading your article, and everyone, uh, this article will be in the May-June issue of Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine. And, you know, we've had a number of writers uh, from IFTWA, or the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association, join us on the shows, and we've posted some of their articles in the magazine. And I have to say, you're definitely right up there with with everyone at IFTWA in quality of writing. You you make me want to go and splash around and, and snorkel with sea lions. I, I mean, it just seems like you had this amazing adventure. But IFTWA, how long have you been a member of the organization? I've probably been a member, I would say, for maybe the past eight years or so. It's Mm. been a wonderful organization because of the ability to connect with other writers, the annual conferences. Uh, They put out a great magazine. Uh, Mm. There are uh, marketplaces that you can send your uh, writing to. And it's just just a great way to feel connected with uh, other, other folks doing the same thing that you are. And, and it's it, you put a bunch of travel writers or travelers in a room, and it's it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Yeah, it's nonstop. <laughs> it's like how many countries have you been to? Well, did you go here? And you know, how many countries have you been to? You know, I've probably been to I would about seventy five or more. I think. Wow. Um, wow. I have this I have this really fun map in my house that I uh, can put push pins in, and so I put a push pin in for every country that I've been in but you know you still look at that world and it is a huge place it's big <laughs> it's big that's like us we're trying to do every single national park unit and we keep circling around and because you get connected to the towns and, and the gateway communities yes. and the parks yeah and you know we, yes. we travel differently than other people like we've been to a number of countries but we decided to live in them yeah all. we get stuck so we get stuck and we're then we have to unstick ourselves and, and get back on the road, you know. So it happens. It, it happens. you gotta, you got you, you to keep moving. Yeah. you got to keep going. And that's the thing. It's about, you know, yeah, you've got to have the variety of life. And, you know, going to the Sea of Cortez, Nancy and I, even though we lived in uh, just south of Ensenada in, in Mexico, in Baja, California, you know, everybody would tell us these stories of that area, and we you know, there was an expat community there, and everybody would tell us about it, but, you know, we're busy going back and forth and working and doing things, and I'm really mad we didn't get there, and it's mm-hmm. not too late, right? It's never too late, but this journey that you were on, to me, sounds absolutely incredible, because it wasn't like, we've been on a whale-watching cruise with um, a birch aquarium mm-hmm. uh, out in right. uh, San Diego, right. and it was a tiny boat 
but it you know it's not a ship. Kind of explain this this boat that you're on. It's like a it's a yacht. Tell us a little bit about it because it's pretty historic. Well, yes, exactly. First of all, um, you you uh, to book it, you go through Adventure Smith Explorations, which is a mm-hmm. an online resource for small boot, boat cruising and adventure travel. But the company that owns these boats, and they own two of them, historic wooden vessels, is Pacific Catalyst Two, and the Catalyst is one of the ships, and that uh, pretty much uh, they ply the waters of. Uh, southeast Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. But the westward, this is the second season for the westward, and it's down in Baja, uh, and it dates back to about 1924. It is a very historic uh, ship with um, just this wonderful, uh, you know, they've remodeled, renovated the ship to look exactly the way it did back in the 1920s. And it really is this this, uh, beautiful ship, very handsome with a lot of woodwork, and it was used years and years ago as a um, – it was pioneered as a hunting, fishing, and adventure uh, travel. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it served this really esteemed clientele. I love it. Bing Crosby, Walt Disney, uh, John Wayne, uh, E.F. Hutton. Wow. All these people were on this, this boat. So it really has this wonderful kind of uh, old celebrity feel to it. And then it was uh, – it went through – several uh, ownerships and it cruises the world and today it's owned by Bill and Shannon Bailey who run the company mm-hmm. Pacific Catalyst 2 and uh, so it's an eight passenger basically eight passengers four staterooms with four uh, cruise members so it's a very small intimate type mm-hmm. of way of cruising when you think of cruising people think of these massive ships and you know yeah. thousands and thousands of people this is so intimate and it's wonderful because you can get into these hidden coves and these inlets, unlike the larger ships, and you can cover more ground. Mm. So, you know, it's one thing like we go, we're staying in a historic hotel, and you know, you don't really think about um, it not being safe because it's a hotel. But now, getting right. on a historic boat, didn't you have kind of a like? I hope this doesn't sink really. <laughs> What's that? I, I said getting onto a historic boat. Did did you not have kind of a hesitation that it might be it might sink? Oh no! <laughs> Actually, that was the last thing from my mind. You know, they've renovated the boat. It's it's uh, you know up to par with everything in terms of today. Although they still use this wonderful um, historic engine that dates back to 1923, it's an Atlas engine. Um, but everything is just it's very comfortable, very cozy, uh, and uh, so I never once had that feeling. The the captain is a fabulously experienced uh, a seaman, and um, you know the the Sea of Cortez uh, for us the weather gods were cooperating cooperating really well, and it was just very smooth sailing for the most part, and uh, we just had this wonderful leisurely ride eight days up the coast of the the Sea of Cortez, stopping at these little islands and, uh, you know, getting off and doing all these wonderful adventure activities. You know, it's it's interesting when you get to go on these kind of excursions. I mean, this is one of those experiences that, to me, I would it would be like it's a bucket list kind of experience to be <laughs> able to be out on the ocean and, you know, sea whales come up close. I remember when we saw the uh, Santa Tomas when we were hmm. close, and, and, you know, you get so close, but when you're in a smaller ship, again, it's not like you're in 
harming the wildlife. There's like a there's always that balance. And these, this area that you are in, um, when you were traveling around, it's in your article you talk about it being known as the aquarium of the world. So and you compared it a little bit to Galapagos Islands because it seems like it's very biodiverse in regards to. The, the bird life, the sea life, and then even the vegetation when you get off in the islands and explore the cactus and things like that because I, it looks really rugged yet this just total biodiverse habitat area for, for wildlife, flora yes. and fauna. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for example, on Santa Catalina Island, which is in the Loreto Bay National Park, they have this incredible uh, microclimate because of the remoteness of the island. So they have these incredibly huge giant barrel cacti that grow there. And they also have these rattleless rattlesnakes because, you know, there are no uh, predators there. And so all this different type of uh, uh, wildlife and creatures and uh, fauna and flora and whatever um, are there that are, are not in other places or even uh, – you know, it's like the Galapagos. When I was there in the mm-hmm. Galapagos, the same thing happened. You see creatures that only are there. They're endemic to that area. And mm-hmm. as far as the wildlife, it, the wildlife was just amazing. I think anybody who really has an appreciation or an interest in wildlife would just absolutely love this type of trip. I mean, the sea creatures, the the whales. And the whales, we, we actually went to... Um, it was uh, Lopez Mateo, and we did that uh, from La Paz before we boarded the ship. So at Lopez Mateo, you uh, get onto one of these pangas, these very small boats, and so it's even smaller than the boat that uh, the westward is, and you go out there with a naturalist guide, and the whales just are all over the place. And, and uh, as I said in my article, these mothers would bring these little uh, calves up to the boat as if they were proudly uh, showing them, and it was just it was so sweet so magical oh man i i i'm just i want to go i know that's one thing that we've learned you know this is one thing we've learned about wildlife when you are not with a a huge amount of people you're not making a big noise you're not on the great big cruise ship animals are curious Mm -hmm. and they'll come up to you you don't have to go after them. They will come to you if you're quiet and still and and not disturbing anything. And I find that really, I, I take it as a, a privilege, a compliment mm-hmm. to, oh, to it, you it, when an animal comes special. up to you. I think it's it's really something, you know, as opposed to oh, chasing it. Oh, I think it's it. extremely special. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and it's just, um, you feel this very intimate connection, I think. And when, for example, we were snorkeling with the, the sea lions at Losi Slodes, and you know the, the the little ones will just come right up to you, and they want to play, and they'll so they'll be flipping and spinning around, and they're trying to get you to play with them, and they're just it's just so joyful, and you're just you have this incredible close rapport as opposed to being at like for example in an aquarium and watching sea lions. It's just mm-hmm. such a different, a, a totally different interaction. Uh, to me, it, it's a real special, and it's how it, it should be because when well, they're not, they're yeah. Not, they're not like cooped up in a small little. Place. You're actually, and you're seeing them actually behave as they normally would in yes. their in their rightful habitat. So to me, I think this is an experience. And when it's done with that balance, um, so so humans are coexisting. You know, mm-hmm. instead of right, everyone's separate. There's a coexistence, and then you get to understand the meaning of life. Quite frankly, for me, I think <laughs> we're major. We're we're both. You know, very much. Our life is about making sure, you know, there's, it's about wildlife, you know. Decide, it, Absolutely. The, 
wildlife is a really big deal. For you, when you're traveling, because you know, I was looking at some of your bio and everything, it seems that you do a lot of adventure and nature destinations, it seems like, for you. Absolutely. I think for me, some of the most special or magical trips in my life have been when I've been able to observe wildlife in their native habitats, whether it's the Galapagos, whether it's in Africa, whether it's the polar bears up in uh, mm. uh, the Arctic. And for me, you know, just like being in Baja, it, it's just so special. You, you have this uh, ability to see them and watch their behavior in their natural surroundings. And to me, there's just nothing like that. But yes, I do. I love wildlife. I love to be able to, to observe it. I love to interact with it. And then um, I love the adventure, the sense of adventure, whether it is that you're, you know, you're snorkeling, you're rafting, you're, you know, doing any kind of uh, hiking or cycling. I think it, it brings you closer to the place, closer, closer to the, the uh, culture, closer to the land. Hmm. And for you as, as a travel writer, I always like to ask this because everybody has a different pattern of, of writing and, and getting the article done, you know, because for hmm. you, are you taking notes as you're traveling or, I mean, or do you even start writing the article while you're there, while you're in that journey? Because when you're out doing adventures, do you, I mean, at the end of the day, is that what you want to do? Or do you wait a while and look at photos? How, what's your, your format for that? I take a notebook with me and record um, all sorts of things, whether it's the factual inter, uh, inter information, whether it's interviews with people. And then it's also putting down my emotional responses and reactions to the place, the people, uh, whatever the destination offers. And I keep very copious notes. Um, and I also take lots and lots of photos. And I talk to lots of people. And I spend a lot of time observing and then um, I come home and I spread everything out on my desk and, and look at all my photos, look at any brochures I have, look at uh, anything and my notes. Um, and I start to think about uh, some sort of um, way that I'm going to put this down on paper to interest my readers. Uh, what do I think uh, they would like uh, to be more made more aware of. And I think it starts from me. I, I do my writing from a very personal point of view, and mm -hmm. it's how I, I, how I experience the destination and the takeaways for me. I, I really felt, and I can't wait for everyone to read this, and, and it will be up on BigBlendNetwork.com on the website in the next uh, few days here. But when I was reading it to me, you really put me in that scene. And, of course, you're writing about something I dearly care about, and not only the place, but also um, the wildlife and the colors of the ocean. And it's just like, oh, that is the way life should be. But mm. you also bring in the people element. So you also talk about the, the people that lived in these islands and moved around. I mean, there's some incredible history as well with the island people. Yes. Absolutely. There's a lot of history there. It dates back many, many hundreds of years. And there are uh, places where you can see uh, minions, these shell areas where you know that they use these particular pieces of rock or shell to uh, sharpen their tools. And uh, so you have the sense of really walking uh, in the past. And that mm -hmm. combines, I think, in a very colorful way with the wildlife and, you know, the landscape. And then, of course, the people element of just the people on the ship, uh, whether mm. it was the crew who are these amazingly de – the crew is this just uh, in incredible foursome uh, of, 
of individuals who made you feel so at home and with knowledge and expertise, uh, great sense of humor, wonderful tales to tell. And then the people who your other uh, fellow passengers who really are like you in the respect that they're curious and they want uh, to understand. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And they want to observe and they want to interact and explore and they have such an appreciation and a respect for nature. And, and do you keep, you know, because you were telling your uncle, what, only eight people get to go on the boat? I mean, so it's really an intimate experience. And, you, you know, if you're all having that same bond of adventure and also wildlife, that's going to be something memorable that you connect with them later even. Absolutely. I think there's a kindred spirit among people who choose something like this to do, whether it's people who work on a boat like this and, and whether people who are the, that choose to be passengers. And there's such a sense of camaraderie. And, you know, the crew eats with passengers. You're with them. It's not like, you know, on a ship, uh, a larger ship where there's very clear lines of demarcation between, you know, passengers and crew. Yeah. And it's a very relaxed casual atmosphere, very leisure uh, type of experience, and you really get to know people very, very well, and everybody comes with such an interesting uh, background and set of skills. It's fascinating, and I think the other important thing about this type of experience, especially uh, with this company, is the food. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) No, but the chef is doing something like you're either getting fish from, from the ocean or you're actually getting fresh food from from mark, local markets and things like that. Right, exactly. It's, they try to get it locally sourced whenever possible, and the fish is fabulous. And, and the naturalist guide, Carlos, uh, he would dive down and bring up these wonderful clams and, and mussels, and uh, we would go to a fishing village. We went to a, a El Pardito to see uh, this very small, tiny fishing village where only 20 people live and met this wonderful fisherman named Silvestre who, um, you know, showed us the fish and he filleted the fish for us. And then uh, later on, the chef Tracy, with her uh, magical uh, uh, prowess in the kitchen, would uh, turn it into this incredible dish and we would have ceviche and just, you know, lobster rolls and all these incredible, wonderful dishes. But you knew that they were so fresh and they were coming right from uh, the environment. Now, are you allowed to have wine on on board? That's an important question. Oh, are you allowed to? It's expected. Oh, okay, I want to go. I'm in. in. I'm in. Because to me, how cool would that be to be on on a a ship? You know, because I'm I'm like, is is a ship? Is a boat? You know, here. And I I want to mention in your article, you talk about it actually being a national historic land, like a a, it's a a national historic landmark, and that's incredible. Um, when that's what you're sailing in. So there's that history to me, uh, which I think is amazing. But you're, I want to w- drink wine and watch wildlife. When when we lived in Kenya, and even before that, you know, yes. there were areas there was treetops, wasn't it? Oh god! And it's and, and you're in a park, and you'd go down at night, and it's you'd the most amazing, amazing place to stay because it's called treetops because you're in the treetops, 
and and you're right. doing wildlife down below at night at, at the watering night, hole. At, at a watering hole, the rhinos would come in, and I remember a male rhino came in, and a mummy rhino with a baby came in on the other side of the watering hole, and then there was a there was big drama because the male was more <laughs> interested than he should have been, and Mama sent him packing. <laughs> Big time, but that, but that, and then you see what the rhino horn is really all about. It's like it's on your way, buddy boy. But I mean, these kind of experiences are addictive. Yeah. Once, once you. And I think that what you what, what, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say what, what you were you were men- mentioning about uh, sipping wine on board the ship and and uh, watching wildlife. It was you know fabulous. We would have happy hour on board the ship. And we would sit and take in all the bird life, and we would watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dolphin, dolphins would be uh, uh, racing our, our boats alongside, and, you know, all the frigate birds wow. and the ospreys and these incredible mm-hmm. uh, creatures. And so it was like having this amazing uh, entertainment as you were sipping your wine. <laughs> That's better than TV could ever think of being, you know. <laughs> <to me. laughs> it is amazing. Whenever I've been in a, uh, in a uh, boat in the ocean, the dolphins always appear and they ride right alongside it's mm-hmm. it's yep. like they want to like where are you going i yeah. want to go you know <laughs> it is funny how they do that yeah man see it is a, it's about connecting it is mm-hmm. that connection you know that that's why our, our nature connection department is called nature connection because yeah. that's what it is <laughs> so what was it like sleeping in there because you, uh, if we keep going back to Africa in our minds when we read these kinds of stories and, and it's that kind of nature connection, and I mean, that was the thing for us is I, the best night's sleep mm. you could ever get is lying in bed and hearing the hyenas and the jackals at night yeah. and even lions roar and stuff. Oh, but so much for you, what you were talking about, it's like it's so peaceful, but you can hear the wildlife while you're, you know, lying there at night in, in a little cove or inlet. I mean, that's incredible. That's got to be, I don't know, I don't know if I'd sleep. <laughs> No, it's it's truly. I think it's one of the most uh, relaxing and peaceful ways to to go to sleep. I mean, first of all, the boat is so quiet, um, and there's no generator, and uh, so you're you're nice. just in this in this private little inlet, and you know you can hear the humpbacks thumping or or peck slapping as they say, and you can hear these sea turtles. They sound like they're panting, and you just it's just. Um, I don't know. I just found it to be incredibly just so peaceful. I had no problem sleeping. Uh, it was just, as I said, incredibly quiet and serene. And, uh, you know, it, you do feel closer closer to nature that way. You know, those are natural sounds as yeah, opposed beautiful. to, you know, car alarms going off in the middle of the night and everybody <laughs> freaks. You know, it's like, is it my car? Exactly. Is it my car? I think we, we and, yeah, you know, it's an alarm society. And, you know, cars and all the noise and the smell. Mm. You go out to Absolutely. some like what you're talking about. It is you. It's that's real. instant relaxation. I know. It's instant, and you feel this is where you belong. Yeah. As opposed to where we are now in society, you're closer to Mother Earth, even though you're on a boat, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just just uh, knowing that you're out there in this, you know, that uh, there is no. Uh, "Quote unquote civilization uh, yes. to to deal with. You are completely unplugged. You don't, you know, your your devices do not work. Thank goodness. And you you know you're forced to just let it go. And I think it's pretty funny because the first you know day or two, you know, you kind of have that sense of like anxiety, almost like oh dear, you know, I, my email or oh dear, I can't make a yeah. call or oh dear. And then all of a sudden, you know, after like, you're like yippee, just sort of like 
oh my gosh, it's like, whoa, I don't care what's happening in the rest of the world. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go get 100 cases of wine and go live in a cave. Yeah, you know, we interviewed, we interviewed an author. Uh, she wrote the book The the Blues, and, and it was um, – it was kind of a, a mystery thing, but Lucy Clark. Yeah, Lucy Clark, and and I encourage you to read this book. It is. I'll I'll send you the link later because I read this book and I was so into it because, and I had to put it down before she came on the show because I'll spill everything, you know. But they were on this yacht sailing around um, through Indonesia and, and all these areas, mm. and they just uh, this this lifestyle. I could go. I could just you know that mm. we're like that when we go into parks. Mm-hmm. You could never. I could. I don't care about coming back to society at all. Once you get in there, right. you're ready you to just. Come out. You, you don't care. You, that's <laughs> it. You're happy. Your cell phone doesn't work. You're happy. It's like it can all go to hell in a handbasket, and I don't care because I'm in nature and I'm in a park. <laughs> or I'm in, you know. Exactly. That, exactly. Yeah. It's it's like off you go. I mean, it's so amazing. For you, where is a place going to so many countries that you have? I know you've done extensive travel in the States as well. You've yeah, lived in Seattle. You're in Santa Fe, which we can't wait to get to on our tour of parks. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we're we're going to do a lot of New Mexico mm-hmm. on the list. We're really covering a lot of the Southwest right now, too. And um, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, I'm on that whole region, National Park. It's like National Parkland up there. So many monuments, oh, yes. and so much history and nature. But for you, where is the place that you want to go that you've not been to? Um, let's see. I have not been to South Africa. Although I've been to East Africa, I've not been to South Africa, and I would love to go. I would also oh, yeah. love we'll to go. We'll just send you a list of places oh. you cannot miss. We lived in South Africa for many, many years. Yeah, you need to go. Oh. You really have to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I that's, love it. That's I, high on my list. High on my list. <laughs> go, go to the Kalahari. If, if uh, you get a chance, go to the Kalahari Desert. It, it will blow your mind. Okay. Yeah. So and try and, and I, go in spring because of the wildflowers in the Muckaland. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's outstanding. It's, it's amazing. It will blow yeah, your mind. Yeah. I, I I think Africa. Yeah. Parts of Africa I would like to get to. I mean, including South Africa and mm-hmm. Vic Falls and uh, Namibia. Um, mm-hmm. I want. I want. Speaking of wildlife, I want to go to Rwanda and see the gorillas. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, there's just there's there's a number of places. I I still have many 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 places. You know, I I keep a list of all these places that I want to go to. And when I go, I say, oh, I've been there. But then uh, I add ten more to my list, and so the list just is is never ending and keeps growing, which is wonderful. You know. I know that's so much fun. It, that's the way to live life. Yeah. I mean. It, it is. It's a big toilet roll. <laughs> I think it's part of You know, of, of, of the list that she's talking about. It just keeps adding. That's what happens to us. You know, it's like, oh, well, we got to go here. And you're supposed to drive from A to B, but then C, D, E, F, G happens along the way. And it's like, right. we just rode over here. Because it sounds but, fun. Right. Yeah. Like, the name sounds fun, so we're going to go on it even though the map says go the I, other I, way. I have heard that Botswana right now is really one of the safer countries to go in Africa. And yes. they're really opening their doors and tourism in a mm. responsible way, especially in regards to wildlife. And I want to, I, I want to go there. I'm like, you've got my mind all tripping out with wildlife now. Okay, so that's what's happening. Okay, so that's, then we need to let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's go. What, where's your next destination? You know, I am leaving in a few days for Northern Ireland. I have been to Ireland, wow. but not to Northern Ireland. So ah. I'm headed to Belfast and Derry. And, uh, yes, I'm very, very excited about that. So you're going to be there on St. Patty's Day. 
Yes, I will. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Wow. You don't mess around at all. At all. No, but, you know, life is too short to, do, to mess around. It's like, yeah, I, I just have so many wonderful uh, things I want to do and, and explore. And, uh, you know, I just say to myself, I have my health. I um, am active. And let's, let's, let's go, you know. <laughs> Right on, right on. So for people, the best way for people to read your stories, I know you've got the one coming in our magazine, uh, May-June issue for Big Blend Radio and TV magazine, or everyone go to BigBlendNetwork.com, just give us a few days, and it'll, it'll be up on there, the article. But um, in time for St. Patty's Day. <laughs> but um, if, they, if everybody goes to IFWTWA and they look at the member profiles, um, that's a good right. place to send people to see your, your work? Yes, Absolutely. Okay. I have uh, a number of pieces that are on that site. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. So everyone, uh, definitely uh, a great writer. I mean, you just, you're in the place. You're, you, you start reading it and you're there. And uh, really, kudos to your work on that. So, and, you know, oh, now I, I just... I want to go out. I want to go. I, I want to go in the ocean. I want to go now. in the ocean. I want to go play with birds and and sea turtles. That's the thing. You got to see mantas and sea mm. turtles too. Two of oh, oh man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I, you I wanna, can imagine. I want to give Adventure Smith Explorations a plug here. You can go to adventuresmithexplorations.com and check it all out and see the book. Hey, did they let you shower on board or no? <laughs> oh, of course. Absolutely, you've got attached to your little stateroom is a is a little bathroom that has a shower, and yes, you can shower as much as you want. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, so you never know. I mean, it's like you, you, did you get to take a curling iron? I know the diva, diva Linda Kassam, diva Linda Kassam has to have a curling iron. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you have electricity on there? Yes, you, yes, you, yes, you do. You know, the creature comforts are definitely available on this ship. <laughs> wow. And I mean that? a chef, I mean a naturalist on board. I mean that's amazing. That's, that's so cool. And then Absolutely. you know to learn about the actual ship itself. To me, the history of that is fascinating. So, um, what a wonderful journey! And I'm so glad that you joined us on the show and uh, that we can feature your article. Um, everyone, again, if you go to ifwtwa.org, just look up Deborah Stone, and you can read her articles there. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, and and I'm ready to go whenever you are. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, boy. we'll call you when we get to Santa Fe that area. We're going like to call a you. Challenge. Yeah. No. Oh my we gosh! Know. Yes, I can be. I, I'll be your personal tour guide. Okay. Okay. So awesome. so okay. So now, when you get to Santa Fe, do you have tequila or wine? Do I have what? Tequila or wine? Which would be the the? Uh, which, do, do you have? <laughs> how about how about a margarita? <laughs> Okay. There we go. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm right. down. All right. So we'll meet you for margaritas <laughs> when we get up there. And then, Sounds good. Then, well, because, you know, this is how we hike. We <laughs> hike in national parks with champagne in our backpacks. Shh, you're not supposed to tell. Well, no, because. <laughs> well, you know, when, no, no, no. I've, I've, I, when I was hiking in the Alps, I, helped, I hiked with schnapps in my backpack. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, root, well. Root beer schnapps? <laughs> oh, Nancy starts with the schnapps. Here he is. Okay, so we need to go hiking together when we when we get up to New Mexico. We need to go hiking because Fabulous. there's something about just sitting out in nature. Hummingbirds love champagne. They, they come, also like and so do butterflies. <laughs> Don't feed it to them, but they just they they know there's sugar they around. They smell the sugar. Yeah, they do. Oh. Or they just come and want to sit and date. watch it. Yeah, for Fabulous. sure. Fabulous. Awesome. Well, <laughs> enjoy Ireland and thanks for joining us. Yeah, I want to go. All to right. Ireland. 
Thank you Take so care. much for having me. <laughs> Take care. Thank Bye-bye. 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 of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.